Who is this new stranger that's appeared? Why is he there? Where does he come from? Don't want your love anymore. Don't want your kisses, that's for sure. I die each time I hear this sound. Here he comes. So I am here with Dax. Schaefer, the infamous Dax Schaefer from... Am I (laughs) now? (laughs) You are now uh, from... (laughs) After one episode. uh... (laughs) It's all it takes is one episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend and now you're infamous. (laughs) So welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. For joining you on this internet box. Uh, Yeah. No, I I apologize for not making the trek out there because I've been to Anaheim and Orange County plenty of times, but I... Again, it's just like one of those things where it's like, oh, that's three hours (laughs) to go there and back. Oh, yeah. It's a day killer. And I thought, you know what? It would be cool if you just happened to be, I don't know, in the area going to Disneyland or something. (laughs) You know, I I had a Disneyland pass until uh, earlier this year. I finally let my annual pass lapse and uh, it's it's broken my heart Um, because I had the old tier. I had the old SoCal version that you can't get anymore. Oh. And so I kept like renewing it every year because they, they had grandfathered it and like the parking into my pass. And then it, I finally just let it lapse. And um, it's nice because I'm not paying another like 40 bucks every month. But uh, I do miss the ability to just kind of drop in whenever I want uh, and go to Disneyland. Oh, for sure. There's no so way I can if- afford to, to go. I mean, I don't even know how much the passes are now oh and imagine when star wars land opens how much that's going to increase ticket prices so probably not for a while probably not for a number of years am i going to go back to disneyland uh unless i unless someone just gets me in right i have a friend that will um, just randomly text me like hey i'm going to disneyland and she works there so she's you want to? I'll sign you. It's usually on a rainy day, which is cool. And okay, let's go. It's awesome. That's the fun part of having an annual pass. You can just like, yeah, at the moment's notice, you can just kind of go and uh, and your friend. But you have to have friends that have them too. Yes, that's the problem. That's true. And my my friend stopped having annual passes, <laughs> so it was so you go by yourself. And, then, <laughs> and when it and when it lapsed, well, I have done that. When it lapsed. When I finally let go of mine, then some of my friends got them again. Of course. And I was kind of mad about it. But um, it's fun to go alone. I actually sometimes have gone just uh, a couple times. I went with the purpose of kind of just drawing, which was interesting. But that's the kind of stuff you'd never do if you were only going for one day. Because you'd be like, we got to go. We got to hit every ride. We got to go to, to uh, Space Mountain. We got to go th- through California Adventure. Um, but there are times where I just would go... And kind of hang out in the um, what is it? The California Hotel. Oh yeah, that place. Like, the Grand. The Grand California or it's, whatever it's called. That lodge looking specific. one. <laughs> yeah, the lodge. Yes, that the one's big amazing. Lodge one. But it's like, and I don't even think you need a pass to go into it. You can just go in there True. and sit and listen to the piano player, whoever they are at the time, and they'll even take requests. So I remember like requesting Everly Brothers songs from whoever was playing. It was kind of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
But yeah, it's like, I'm going to go sit there for a couple hours and just listen to piano music. And again, that's the fun of a of an annual pass. Were you hearing notifications sound? I, I thought I heard a bong noise, but I have... Those sounded like Android noises, so I think that's probably what it was. Birder! <laughs> <laughs> We're constantly uh, surrounded by technology and can never escape. I know, um, and the technology is calling us, too. Come here, pay attention to me. <laughs> Look at me! Yeah, every single time you ever go online for any reason, um, uh, you know, it's like, all right, what are my emails? All right, I gotta check Twitter. All right, I gotta hop on Instagram for five seconds. All right, what's on Facebook? Okay, yes. what are my texts? My texts are the last thing I'm looking at sometimes. And <laughs> that's probably the first thing I should be looking at. That's very true. I Yeah, emails I do first. Te- or no, texts, then emails, then... Uh, all the rest of it. I, I rarely look on any feed on Twitter or on Facebook. When I do, I never ever feel glad that I did. <laughs> Twi- I'm Twitter- like, you know, I'm good. Twitter has become, um, I basically, like 90% of what I see is politics now on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then Facebook is like the weirdest uh, accumulation of like things going on with friends and world events like yes. sort yes. of in in unpredictable ratios um so the the reason i kind of like instagram more now is just because instagram still has maintained its um fairly art heavy uh display where at least for mine because i follow a bunch of artists so it's like when i'm scrolling through the feed it's like i see a lot of drawings or i see music and hear music and things like that so um I st- I like Instagram for that reason, but it, like a lot of social media has just kind of narrowed into I guess the like internet echo chamber kind of thing where it's like do we care we care about rights? It's like yeah, I know I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> it's very invasive and it's very I, I I miss MySpace and I think with Instagram I just didn't want to start a new thing. I was so frustrated with it. I still don't understand how to use it. But the same, like what you're saying is it's much more peaceful over there because when I started using it, tons of people are trying to ask me to to follow me and I don't want them to. It's like, you already Uh. are my friend on Facebook. So that's where I just pretend like I just don't see it. And (laughs) so now it's just very small amount of people. So I don't have to see all of the crap that I don't want to see. It's uh, Instagram is weird. You do have like a strain there because there's so many bots and there are people who will like follow you. And as soon as you follow them, they'll unfollow you. Right. It's very frustrating to deal with. It's like, I have a separate app just to, like, find the people that do that to me and oh just my get... gosh oh that's hilarious like you I know have what? To, it's funny I when check. i when i see like a business or something that wants to follow me i'll allow them but i never follow them back i'm like hey. <laughs> <laughs> have fun like, i don't know you're gonna see i mean i the other thing is is i don't feel like i have enough things to take pictures of but so if you see my instagram it's like very boring i think um but I, I do make a lot of art projects and I never think about posting pictures of the things that I make. Like I, that never dawns on me, but uh, oh, yeah. But you saying that and other people posting things, it's like, why not share it? Who cares? It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And the nice thing about Instagram is you can be a little off the cuff about something and like, ah, here. And I always find it funny, like pictures that get like thousands and thousands of likes when it's it's just some phone photo a person took of like the drawing on their desk or something (laughs) like that it's like 
I'm sure they didn't spend long... It's like they didn't scan it. They didn't use, like, a, a high-profile camera or anything, but... Uh, it just shows you it doesn't matter. It's it's kind of it's what you're doing. It's the, the content of what you're doing that's interesting. So right. Um, but yeah, and I feel like I have fun... to make it interesting. Like what I don't know. Sometimes I think I just need to be enjoying what I'm doing instead of documenting it. And then I think, oh, that'd be fun to take a picture of that or a video because it's hilarious that it's happening. I'm like kind <laughs> of in the middle of like I don't know. Maybe it's just my age too that I'm no. Just like, I there, don't know. <laughs> there's there's validity to both of those ways of thinking, and I'm definitely in that camp too, where I I have that like, do I need to share this? Can I can I just like sit in a moment of calm? And oh my um my friend Annalise brought up something interesting the uh, last week uh, because we were driving over this vista kind of veranda point, uh, and it was a lovely view of the city. And uh, I was going to take a picture of it. And then I kind of went, nah, I'm just going to keep this in my mind. And and she said that it's interesting because it's almost like when you do keep it in your mind, you have a more vivid version of that event. Because if you have the photo, it's almost like you catalog it and then you flush it from your memory. And also, if you go back to the photo, it's not exactly what you saw. Because photos aren't one-to-one with how we view reality. So... I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, oh, you might actually remember something better by not taking a photo of it. Right. Um, I, I like that. That's that's an interesting perspective. Uh, it's a it's a vanishing perspective. In, in, <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? I mean, in, <laughs> I mean, I, I before I would see people posting so much just on Facebook a long time ago, just pictures, and I think, why are I? I I've talked about this on the Best Friends Fancast. There was one lady that checked into a del taco and was excited about her bean burrito and i thought first of all that's not really that exciting but second of all you're at del taco taking a moment with your boyfriend to like hold on i need to document this i want everyone all my friends on facebook to know i'm eating a bean and cheese burrito at del taco like i don't understand that so when instagram came out i thought how much more do we need to fucking share? But now at least I think it's better content, like you were saying. I need to be it's, more accepting of it. It's it no, but like there is a um what is it? you know how like in audio you'll put like a a noise gate if something doesn't exceed a certain decibel. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. But you know how like <laughs> if something doesn't go above a certain level, you'll just cut it out. We need to have that for social media where it's like if it's not Ooh, of a certain good. importance yeah it just like there's a like a, a feed gate that it like pushes it out like like i don't care about your bean and cheese burrito i'm sorry i have other things to do with my day um and I'm, i feel I'm, like 99 percent of news feeds would just be empty <laughs> I mean, we're all guilty of posting the bean oh, and cheese yes. burrito. But... There are sometimes I'm posting some like, I'm turning into one of these bean and cheese burrito people. <laughs> sometimes it's a really, really nice looking bean and cheese burrito. And this is you, true. You want to like at least show the artistry of how it was presented to you. But, um, you know, I, I get the thing with food specifically, I can't taste the food you're posting. So right. it better be really visually well done yes the pictures of food and there are a few i make a few exceptions for for people who are good at it but it's like otherwise it just makes me hungry and i and i get annoyed <laughs> it's funny i sent in a jmo to allison's show a few years ago and i said whenever i see pictures 
of food that people have posted that they're, they're about to eat, I always think about the dump in the toilet later. <laughs> I immediately think they're going to digest that and poop it. And I don't know why mm. that's where my brain goes mm. to, but it's not about the artistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a different kind. Um, okay. Well, okay. I actually, on speaking of Facebook, we well, we have a, a private Facebook group. So I, I asked people to send in questions for you. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> that level? Oh, okay. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. So, obviously, more than one person really just wanted to know how you came to get this gig. This is going to be so anticlimactic. <laughs> but, uh, no, because it was the most businessy kind of... So, um, actually, I already did mention... I mentioned my friend Annalise, who is uh, kind of a partner in crime with uh, music. We've done some... We've done some songwriting together we've written like a couple podcast theme songs so i know her and we work together on stuff regularly allison reached out to her uh to help with that webcam to help with like that chat and to to be pointing the camera at everyone and she wasn't able to do it so she passed that on to me and said uh asked if i was available on a monday evening and i was um so and uh, and Allison just had me show up, and then I had about five or ten minutes to figure out the setup of what we were doing. But that was it. I was literally just kind of dropped into it, because that was my first time meeting all of them. So it was like, oh, okay, uh, this is the environment. And I had, like, only really a few minutes to kind of, like, to acclimate. But everybody seemed very kind and was very uh, agreeable and fun to talk to and to listen to as well. So, um I sorry if that answer isn't uh isn't mysterious enough for for and your listeners but that is what happened it was very like official. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that sort of answers Jen Stark his question was are you a fan how would you get the gig and your Allison story and that was basically it right there. Yeah, I feel bad because like no, that no. was that was my induct <laughs> inductment <laughs> to that group of people and there probably are people who are like fans who 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 would have liked that opportunity and i i can go back now and listen to and listen to the rest of it because now i know about (laughs) who they are (laughs) but if you're asking me questions i literally don't know um so i'm i'm very sorry no that's okay we've got good questions i'm telling you there's more (laughs) i had to start with that one first because everyone i think just wanted to know like where'd you come from how'd you get (laughs) how'd you get into allison's house like we we know what does it smell like in there? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, nah, Dr. Nah. Jen, <laughs> Dr. Jen, a.k.a. just Jennifer, uh, she also asked, how do you know Allison? But she wanted to know what you do for a living. Ah. Uh, yeah. So n- normally I'm an artist. Uh, I, I've i been a f- a free- an animator on a freelance project for uh, over a year. And that is pretty much wrapped um, I'm still kind of attached to it. It's just an independent film that is going to be going through festivals in January. But apart from that, I do a lot of freelance design work, and uh, I'm looking for work actually. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you hear that, everybody? <laughs> so hey, everyone. No, um, <laughs> no. It's funny because Allison asked, like, "What are you looking for?" Like, or something. Like, as I was leaving, she's like, she didn't say it like that, but she asked what I was. Um, you know, I mentioned I was looking for work. She's like, oh, what kind of work? And I'm like, I kind of anything, really. Like, I, I, I do design or drawing. I'll do uh, commissions, like one-off drawings. Um, I've, I used to 
work at a commercial animation place called Tadapix. And we used to do like these 90 second explainer videos for companies where it's kind of like, meet Brenda. Brenda needs to consolidate her loans, but she doesn't know how because she's dumb. No, but it's like those sort of things where, um, which was fun because I got to do animation as well as occasionally do a voiceover because we would always do temp. And every so often a client would like our temp. And uh, and that was fun. And uh, before that, I was a production assistant at a 2D animation studio that actually doesn't exist anymore. I don't think. It, uh, a place called Duck Studios. And um, that was a pretty, like, mostly hand-drawn animation place, um, which sadly ended up going the way of the um, dodo. But that was also a fun experience. And then before that, I was an intern at uh, Titmouse, um, which is a place here in Hollywood. And they've done a number of Adult Swim shows. So I got to uh, very briefly work on Metalocalypse, um, if anybody knows what that show is. But that's like an overview of mostly what I do is drawing. But there is another side of things where I, uh, with audio where I do I do kind of work on music and and my friend Annalise, we write songs together, and we've done we've been commissioned a couple times to work on on that kind of a thing. And occasionally, I'll do podcast stuff with uh, Annalise. Has a podcast called Popular Popular Music, and uh, she co-hosts it with uh, Stephen Ray Morris, who uh, some people might know from My Favorite Murder. And he also has a podcast about Jurassic Park called See Jurassic Right. And he and Sarah Iyer also have a podcast about cats called the purrcast which i helped write the theme song for with annalise so this is all connected but uh uh steven's an old friend of mine because we went to uc santa barbara together so i kind of sometimes get roped into podcast circles because of that um and i hope that was a long involved answer uh (laughs) uh, that that covered all the bases but yeah like drawing and and music are kind of the two focuses that i i like to hover around I feel like Allison can use... Uh, first of all, I think she needs uh, someone to design some merch for her because <laughs> she doesn't... I mean, she, there are so many people that have ideas and people will send her things and, and, and whatever, but she doesn't really put enough out there. And I think so many people would buy tons of stuff from her. Okay, so Dr. Jen had another question for you. This is... Sure. Uh, okay, this Thursday show that, that you were on, there used to be... The first iteration was like a gang of people that got together on Thursdays. They're no longer part of her show. Mm. There was something that they couldn't decide if it was a thing or not. Um, a butter sandwich. Is it a, is it a thing? <laughs> and I had to ask the question. Is a butter <laughs> sandwich a thing? Um, you did blindside me with that one. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. If I'm going to break down what I think yeah. a butter sandwich is, <laughs> is it two pieces of bread where you just put butter in between the the bread. Correct. That sounds like two pieces of raw buttered toast. <laughs> it's funny because it really has been a divisive <laughs> topic. <laughs> so a lot of people think a butter sandwich is not a thing. Some people think it is. I actually made one and recorded a video for YouTube of me eating it. Um, and it was disgusting. Uh, but a lot of people say it is or it isn't. And so, you know, we just have to ask the hard you, hitting questions. You could make, it's like you could make a cream cheese sandwich or right. you could make a peanut butter sandwich. But I don't know. 
I mean, okay, but this is like one of those, is it art questions? You know, like, <laughs> is it food? Yes. Technically, it is food. Like, bad art is still art. But <laughs> is it preferable? I don't. I don't think so. I that wouldn't be my my instinct to to go with uh, to go with like I wouldn't say butter sandwich is high cuisine, but it is still <laughs> technically food, and it it right. still can exist if you make it. Um, there you go. No, that's the answer. I think people are going. For. <laughs> you are uh, you are free to make that thing in the comfort of your own home and kitchen. <laughs> Um, but you can leave me out of it, I think. Oh, it's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, uh, somebody found an old Charlie Brown Peanuts kids book and it had him saying something about making or packing in butter sandwich for lunch or something. And people propose it. They're like, see, it's a thing. I'm like, yeah, it's a disgusting thing. But butter okay. sandwich confirmed. <laughs> By, okay, by Jen, Schultz. I hope you're happy. Uh, you, uh, we stumped him. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Trice wanted to ask, <laughs> how many questions did Lisa ask during the oh, live no. stream? Oh no! Oh no! This is this is one of those. Were you paying attention? Um, you know, I think it's one of these. He's trying to stick it to me and say, like, seriously, was anybody else asking questions? Uh, first of all, I do have to say. Allison didn't really say send in your questions. She just said it's a live stream and we kind of will be chatting. Uh, so the fact that you said some of the questions or some of the comments, I know everybody was very happy about that. But oh, I yay. think he's pretty much just making fun of me because I kept asking questions. <laughs> I think, well, did I read more than two of yours? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. I think I it was think just so. a couple. Um, yeah, see, Trice, God. <laughs> well, I tried to not... Um, because the thing is, like, when, when people are talking, there's a flow to conversation, and you don't necessarily want to interject and disrupt whatever their flow is. So I was trying to wait for whenever there was a slight lull or an opportunity to uh, to bring up something. But yeah, it's like, I'm there and I'm looking at the chat. Actually, it was kind of funny, uh, because... <laughs> The way we had to do it, we had to really makeshift it because the camera for her laptop was on the front. So I had to have the laptop turned around, pointing everyone else. And so I had that. And then on my phone, I pulled up the chat because I couldn't actually look oh. at the front of the laptop. So I also was like trying to, to type in very, you know, like stealthily, like, eh, like trying to join into the chat. But I also couldn't do it fast because I was just trying to write from my phone. But yeah, I feel I figure like, I'm sitting there just either pointing the camera or looking at the chat. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to read a few of the questions. And I also did want to see, <laughs> I did want to see the picture. Yes, um, that was uh, so good. Everyone was like, thank you so much like, for asking that. Show the costume. Show it. Because <laughs> um, I'm right there with you on, like, on certain podcasts where I'll, I'll listen to and hosts will bring up something. And I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting there like, wait, elaborate. Bring like I want to know more about that thing. So I I get you to answer the question that we just glossed over. Though I'm gonna say like, has it been five? Has it been four or five questions? Maybe. And does that in- does that include the question that you just asked <laughs> about how many questions <laughs> that I've been asked? That right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think I'll just say yes. <laughs> See, if if someone's listening to this, they have the the god tier power of 
playback, which that I don't right true. now, so I can't I can't check. When I go uh, back and edit, I'll be like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> you'll just you'll just pause this and start up like, yeah, it was seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then just like it's it's record scratch and it goes back. Yeah, um, I drop it in all like yeah. So it was seven. I was right. Okay. <laughs> now the real question is are you going to do that or are you going to just I might just have to because it's kind of fun <laughs> Trice also wanted to know and this you kind of answered this question but is keeping track of live streams a, a gig that you do I don't know if this is a, a normal thing for anybody but <laughs> not at all no no that's the funny thing well even they were asking it's like so is this a th- are you like a podcast producer it's like nah <laughs> I'm not. You should have just said yes. I, you should have shown up in a shirt that said I producer knew. and just said <laughs> producer. I. It's like I know some people. Again, I'm not like I'm not unfamiliar with podcasts. I've been on a number of them, and uh, friends of mine are all in that circle. Uh, some other friends of mine do a lovely one called "Thank You for Questing," which is really fun. It's a kind of a D&D, one of those style podcasts where they have consistent characters, but it's also like geared towards being a nonviolent one where they can't really necessarily solve all their problems by fighting. So it's it's kind of a fun uh the the main characters are a uh <laughs> an elf, but not like a World of Warcraft elf or a Lord of the Rings elf, like a Christmas elf. <laughs> <laughs> And, so one of them's a Christmas elf. The other is a pink flamingo who's a pantaleer. And and the third is a a prillig, which is a made-up, like, frog sphinx creature that they created for the podcast. But that one's really cute. My friends uh, Chris, Mia, Kelly, and Omar run that podcast. Uh, I, I haven't been involved with it in any way, but I'm just recommending it because I think it's delightful. Um and uh anyway that was a that was a tangent but yeah i'm like not uh i'm not like void of knowing about podcasts but no <laughs> it's not it's live streaming is not a typical thing that i do but, so that would that was a first time occurrence i don't know maybe again in the future yeah especially if she does uh, this, this again knows? i think i mean it was a lot of fun for us it was her usually her bonus ep- or her bonus live streams are just her and Daniel sitting in their house and we all just chat together. But this was kind of cool because we never have gotten to see the Thursday show being recorded. So it was really neat to be at the table. And as you probably could gather, Greg hadn't been on for a long time and he's well loved mm. on the show. So everyone was very excited that he was on and it was a live stream. So it was, it was exciting. It was a whole <laughs> exciting thing. And you being in the middle of the ex- excitement, you know, was a huge <laughs> thing for everybody. So, Trice also wants to know, did you get to meet Wendy the dog? Oh, yes, I did. Wendy? <laughs> <laughs> Wendy was one of those dogs. No, it was just kind of funny because I I don't know. I, I'm, I like dogs, but they don't always seem to, to like me. I think partly because I, I am fairly tall. I'm like 6'1"-ish. So I think usually when I walk into somebody's home, as I do, uh, when, when, you, when I walk into someone's house... I am typically taller than their owner. And I think what clicks in dogs' brains is, oh no, or like threat. And and it's not till I sit down that dogs tend to kind of calm down a bit. My friend Adam, whenever I go over to his place, he has a dachshund. Uh, I'll get back to Wendy. But whenever I go to, to my friend Adam's place, uh, he, he has this, this dachshund um, that always barks at me until I sit on the couch. and Which is funny, 
because I can tell you etymology about Dachshun, which is in German, Dachs, which is my name, means badger. Um, right. Although I think it's spelled a little differently, like D-A-C-H, but, but Dachs means badger. So Dachshund, Dachshund, badger hound, badger hunters. So Dachshunds were bred to hunt badgers. So I always say they're my mortal enemy because <laughs> they've literally been bred to hunt Daxes. So I always... I've yet to meet a smart Dachshund. <laughs> Actually, I am uh, I am dog sitting one that I like right now. So shout out to you, super fan Megan. Um... <laughs> but but that I always is have an this... interesting theory. I like that. <laughs> but again, it's like this. Just I think it's a thing with dogs. And oh God, my my ex's family had a. Uh had a chihuahua that would just bark Oof. endlessly every single time I came over. And it was just like, I understand I'm a giant to you. I'm like, and all of your family are, are much shorter than I am. I get it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, Wendy, when I first came in was very like barky <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't really till I kind of sat down that she kind of came over to me and, and, was, and started like evaluating but uh, there was this lovely moment where I was kind of just sitting there waiting for Allison and everyone else to get ready. Wendy just kind of came in, like stopped and looked at me and then like turned around and walked away <laughs> and then like paused as as while walking away, turned around, looked again and then like and then walked away. But it was like <laughs> these funny like staccato movements of like looking back at me and then and then decide. But I, I love it when animals do that kind of thing, like they pause Okay, moving. Okay, pausing, looking. Okay, I'm moving again. Like it's like they can't look and move at the same time. Right. They that like everything about them freezes. Maybe it's maybe it's something to do with being in the wild. Like if you don't know you're being stalked, you don't want to move because oh, you don't want a cre- you don't want another animal to see you. Maybe that's what it is. But I always find it funny when animals freeze to look at you. It's like I <laughs> Uh, everything has overcome me in this moment to observe what you're doing. But yeah, Wendy seemed very sweet. I I only got some brief interaction. Uh, and uh, is Wendy a girl? I assume. I, yes. I, yeah, yeah. So uh, she let me pet her for a little bit. And she's a very nice doggy. Aww. Uh, <laughs> uh Okay. Lauren Kelly just had a comment that she thinks you're great. Oh, no. I mean, yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You just became a dog I don't that know. paused I, and I don't stared. Know. I froze. <laughs> I don't know why I went with the Ugandan knuckles. Like, oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. That's a weird meme to bring up. But, um, well, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Kelly is awesome. Uh, Leanne, okay, she's got a comment and question. And you answered some of it already, but... Uh, she thinks it was cool that you made some of the questions or comments from the stream sprinkled throughout, or you read some of the comments. Uh, they were sprinkled throughout the show. Oh my gosh. Words. Um, okay. Words. <laughs> and she <could> just liked <laughs> that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just erase all that. She words, thinks- <laughs> words, words, words. <laughs> it's my favorite quote from <laughs> Hamlet. Because it's technically. You know I'm leave all of this in. Fuck it. <laughs> That's like my favorite quote is technically a Shakespeare quote is Hamlet going words, words, words. (laughs) I love that quote. Um, But anyway, go ahead. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Leanne, Leanne Ward. God love you. Thinks 
it was cool that you made sure that some of the questions or comments from the stream were sprinkled throughout the show. Also, she thought you sounded cool. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> she wanted to know, are you the same Dax Schaefer that I was a guest on Percast? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, I am the very same. And also, um, I, again, like, I, I'm pretty sure I said it earlier. I, I co-wrote the theme song. So That's so uh, cool. For that particular podcast, so uh, and, both Sarah uh, and Stephen are very, very close friends. Anyway, oh, that's neat. Uh, she hopes you know that Jeff and Greg are fellow cat people, and that the anti-cat drops that Jeff played <laughs> from Allison were spliced together. Not something that Allison said. And she said Daniel, on the other hand, would have been capable of saying those things about cats. <laughs> and that she wants you to know that she's clearly a cat person if she listens to a podcast called Purcast. <laughs> I well. I, okay, I'll answer a couple of those things. It's funny because I am... Uh, okay, so during the stream, I, because I didn't have headphones on, I actually couldn't hear any of the drops. So it was funny to me because I would be sitting there like just kind of listening and then someone would pause because a drop was happening and then they'd all laugh. And it was kind of surreal from my perspective because it was just like everybody pausing and laughing at nothing. <laughs> but I could kind of hear... I could sort of hear what the drops were, but actually I'd have to listen back to the episode. So you all know something I don't. I don't know what the drops were while they were happening. <laughs> um, but uh, I am a cat person, although I do have allergies to cats. Um, my uh, mom has a couple cats, and as I was growing up, we had cats. So uh, I I dearly love cats. But yeah, I actually do have a slight allergy to to heavy amounts of dust and to cat and certain animal dander. Um, so I take Claritin. Uh, <laughs> or or you can get Allerclear at Costco, the Kirkland brand. Uh, they're the, the exact same thing, but it helps nicely. I don't know why I went into an advertisement. That's okay, for... because you know what's funny? I am a recovering dogaholic, so I am all about <laughs> cats now. And <laughs> I have extreme allergies to cats, but my cats, I, you know, you get used to them after a certain amount of time. I'm not allergic to them anymore. But if I go into someone's house who has indoor cats, I my eyes will get swollen shut, like right. the whole thing. Um, but... Uh, I that aller clear did not work for me, so I'm always curious mm. to know what people use because I've tried everything and nothing works for me. And Claritin and, won't either. It's the exact same thing. Okay, and I, I the only thing that ever worked for me a long time ago was the original Allegra that was prescription. Mm. I used to take Allegra, counter, and it worked awesome for me. But now I don't know. I love having any kind of cats anyway, so I'll just deal with it <laughs> and get over right. it. Right. But uh, yeah, I think so, you can also get cats that are bred for. Mm. For like, I think there are certain cats that are bred for people who have allergies, so that they don't get. Uh, <laughs> this is making me think of uh, if anyone's a fan of Red Letter Media, like uh, or previously recorded, because uh, uh, Jack and Rich, like Rich Evans from that group, ha has like an extreme cat allergy. So like, whenever they talk about cats, they'll show like they'll show like a picture of him where his face is all puffy and like. <laughs> But apparently the the one cat biscuit that, that Jack has is, like, the only cat that Rich can be around and not have an allergic reaction to. Weird. So uh, that was the only time I've ever heard of that. But I think that they do, there are certain breeders that make cats for people with allergies. <laughs> but Real artisan kitty cat. Artisan cats. But it's kind of, but that's a shame, too, because the thing is, so many animals are put down every year oh, yeah. that I always feel a bit odd about 
when people go to breeders because it's oh, kind 100%. of... Oh, 100%. It's like, I don't want to say you can't, but it's just, there's so many cats and and dogs that that could use homes. I I feel like I need some Sarah McLaughlin McLaughlin music behind me. Look at this. Look at this cat. (laughs) Look at this one-eared cat. This poor cat. It just, it wants to be loved. Um... (laughs) Everyone's going to be crying by the end of this. This one-eared cat uh, and this chained-up dog. Yeah, th- there are plenty of places that you can go. Um, Santi- What's the one down the street from me? Santiador? What's it called? Uh, I shouldn't have brought it up because I'm forgetting the name. Uh, I've been going on to Meow's rest or meow rescue i'm not gonna say it right dot com because i've been shopping around for another cat but it's really hard because every single time i fall in love with one that i want to get and i want all of them and i already have two and i i decided this year for halloween i'm gonna be a cat lady (laughs) and just pin a bunch of cats all over you should i just looked up the name of the place i was trying to say it's sante it's sante de ador sante de or I can't, it, it's like oh. S-A-N-T-E with an accent, D-apostrophe-O-R. Um, <laughs> the Saint of Gold? Is that what that it's, is? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Would it be like Saint of, of Minerals? A Saint of, or- yeah, it'd be, that'd be if it ended O-R-E. Um, mm. But uh, it's on Los Feliz Boulevard. It's right down the street from where I live. Um, uh, but they that's a cat shelter. That's a good place to go to. And they're... They actually have a nice or like a thorough evaluation kind of process where I think they do home inspections even for the oh, cats wow. that you adopt. So, uh, but they've taken in a lot of kitties. Or you can just go there and and see the lovely the lovely cats that they have. But uh, again, I forget why I went off on <laughs> all of that. Hey, if you save one cat's life with this with this show, I hope so. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think like. It's a good thing, um, but you know, cats can be cats can be uh, scary creatures. Now it's funny because uh, Sarah, who is uh, the co-host of the Percast, um, she just got a new cat recently. Recently, it's it's been a little while, but but fairly recently, she got a new cat uh, named Tango, and it's he's been kind of driving her nuts because he's a very high energy kitten. I th- I think she has a little lament about not getting a slightly chiller cat. Um, <laughs> so I think it is important that you also do kind of, you know, may- if you're able to maybe uh, spend a little time with a cat, that's a nice thing. And I think there are certain shelters that give you maybe an evaluation period with an animal, which... Mm. Uh, oh, that feels so sad taking it back. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I, she loves but Tango. But you're right. Do some, I mean, doing some... Uh, research is good or at least feeling meeting the cat and really kind of spending some time i think that is a good idea it's it is a good thing if you can spend time with an animal because it is because animals have their own personalities and sometimes they don't mesh with the people who adopt them so it is a tricky thing it's like uh what do you do in that scenario uh i guess either you figure it out or you know maybe you somehow find a different home for them anyway i don't know why we went went down (laughs) went down this rabbit hole Um, okay uh you know what i have a quick question i just thought of uh during the live stream i saw someone walking through the room i don't know if that's a dog walker or if it was a babysitter if there was another late lady there 
that just walked Did by. Someone. Oh my god! Oh, um, I hope it's not a ghost. <laughs> it was a ghost. I'm pretty certain it was a ghost. Um, I'd have to look back at the stream. Uh, does any Does anyone have the timestamp? No, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. No one even mentioned it. To, you know, only what twenty people were on the live stream. So. But I don't know how many people can go back. I don't know how many people are at that level that can watch it. So um, I'd be curious to know. I was just like, who is that lady in the background? Nobody seemed to look over. So I thought, well, I'll ask you. <laughs> there's a, I don't know why my mind jumped here. There's a moment where it was my, <laughs> no, I have no idea why this is what I thought of. Uh, but there's a, there's a moment when you're playing uh, Pokemon X and Y <laughs> where you walk into a room and this 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 weird girl appears out of nowhere and just goes, "No, wait, you're not the one," and then disappears. And it's just and like people ask the game designers about it. They're like, "Who? What? Like, what was that meant to be?" And they're like, "What are you talking about? We didn't throw it." <laughs> and so they they never acknowledge that they put it in nice. just to like mess with people as well. But I I love that idea of just. Of like throwing in something weird or some ghost or or paranormal <laughs> activity, and then pretending like you don't see it. You know, it's like yes. I I don't I don't know what's that. I see air. Um, but if someone has the timestamp, I could pull up the stream and look at it really quick. <laughs> um, but I won't sit through uh, two hours <laughs> while while we're podcasting. No. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you put that in there. I put that in there in <laughs> in post in real time. Yes. Um, no, I, I'm trying to think who it would be. I can't remember if someone else did come over and and just walked by at that time. <laughs> well, she was all in white, so I mean, maybe it was a ghost. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Okay, and one more question is from Scott Marquez, and you will recognize probably his name is, uh, he was the watching tower. He was in in the chat room also chatting a lot. Also, I think he's the second one to follow you from the whole group. Oh, yay. Thank you for those <laughs> think, follows. That was that was sweet to, to like think, look at. Uh, Rachel was the first one. She's like, all right, follow. She put it in the actual chat room. Like, I think she was the first one. Okay, Scott Marquez, he says, looking at your art on Instagram, are there any games you are currently playing? And is your favorite uh, video console Nintendo? Because he <laughs> saw two Nintendo characters on Instagram. <laughs> I guess I, I, I like dox myself with, with the things that... Yeah, uh, I'm a very big Nintendo fan. Um, I will not defend them mindlessly uh, because I, I do know fanboys but um i for the most part through my whole life have been uh have been a nintendo console owner and i think i own every main yeah like from from nes to we oh no i don't own a switch <laughs> i was gonna say almost like i still haven't adopted a switch yet but all the previous consoles i do own um nintendo but it, it was nintendo's folly releasing the the new zelda breath of the wild on wii u as well as switch because that let me uh that let me procrastinate because i was like okay i yes. can just get it for the wii u um but that's probably the game i played the most in the past year um and if you've are you a zelda fan or have you ever played any i am i nintendo was my favorite and i love just the classic zelda and of course mario brothers but I, i'm not a big gamer but those were the ones that i i am definitely drawn to have you played the new one 
No, not at all. It's, well, okay. Did you play the original Legend of Zelda yeah. for NES? So what's nice about it is they basically went back to that. And they, they said, hey, we understand a lot of people didn't like Skyward Sword um, because it was very linear. And we're going to 180 from that. And so they just designed a pretty big open world Zelda game. And there's stuff to do in the game. And it is... It's the first time, I think maybe since I played Mario 64 as a kid, where I played a video game and I just went, oh, thank you. I get to, like, go (laughs) and just do things, and I don't, like, because that's the fun thing about when you, back when I first played Mario 64, is it's, it's a little linear, but at a certain point it opens, and it kind of lets you go into whatever world you want, in sort of whatever order, and... And playing a, a new modern Zelda game where they just went, yeah, as soon as you get off tutorial plateau, you can really go anywhere. In, and it's if you die, hey, you went into a dangerous area and you've got to come back prepared. And I like that. I like a game that, that kind of slaps your hands for doing something stupid rather than if you ever... I'm sure there are people who are familiar with Ego Raptor from Game Grumps. He he did a wonderful uh, series called Sequelitis that goes into the annoying things about tutorials and about games that overexplain themselves. And uh, that was what was so nice playing this newer Zelda was like, oh, okay, you're not holding my hand the entire time. And I get to be kind of an advent- an adventurer who can screw up. And gets to sort of decide how... Because, like, you can attack... Uh, say you run into, like, a Moblin camp, right? You can uh, you can either just go in and start attacking them. And they'll sound their horns and start attacking you. Or you could, like, wait till they're asleep at night. You could put on stealth gear. You might even wait till it's raining because that dampens your footsteps. And you can sneak up and, like, stealth strike each of them w- without them waking up. You, you can do whatever you want. Like, they give you options for how you want to solve stuff. And what's fun is, like, the physics puzzles, too. You can really kind of just break the game in ways that, that the developers probably didn't think you could. So I, I definitely recommend checking it out if you're able to. And if you're a fan of the Zelda series, it's, it's one of the most fun uh, games I've played in a really long time. It is very long, though. I've probably put in close to 200 hours over the past year. <laughs> um, but I I want to get into other games. Um, I have so many sitting in my Steam queue that I'm just kind of like, uh, I'll get to it <laughs> eventually. <laughs> That's a good sign of a good game, though, because I, that does sound like something up my alley. I have not played games in so long. The last time I got... Uh, console was the GameCube, so but I was good, so excited. Good console, uh, by the way, <laughs> about the Zelda part of it because they had all the different uh, versions of it or whatever. So I was so excited about just even just playing the original Zelda. And, but it's been a while, <laughs> a long while. But that's cool to know that that's out there right now. Did you get the? This won't be something people can hear, but I just want to show you. I have uh, all my. Oh my gosh. All my GameCube, all my GameCube Zeldas, the Wii Zeldas, and then the uh, Breath of the Wild one here. So I have all my, I have wow. them all sitting here. But That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> did you, um, 
Which uh, which GameCube Zeldas did you have? Did you have the Wind Waker? I assume. I, I think so. Yeah. And now we, we was, all we have was, is an Xbox right now, and so I don't I don't play any Xbox games. So the GameCube, I finally just sold it at I don't know, like at a garage sale, <laughs> because I like oh, I no. don't have any time to play it anymore. But now this game that you're talking about, and it's on Wii on Wii U. It's on Wii U and the Switch. Oh, okay, so you can find it. You can find when it. When the for Switch came one. out, I that intrigued me to get to get back into playing some of those games because those are all the games that I was introduced to video games with with the Super Mario Brothers and the Zelda. Like those would probably be the only thing I would play because uh, of the nostalgia and just because they're fun. And like you said, if there's all these worlds to go into, that's the fun of it. Have you played Have you played any of Super Mario Maker? No. It's very fun. Um, it's basically what it sounds like. It, it It's a Super Mario game where you get to design levels. So oh. you can either you can either spend a lot of your time designing levels, or you can just spend your time playing the levels that people have designed. Um, but it's super fun because you just see like once once someone presents like you is presented with all of the tools to just make Mario levels all of the crazy stuff that people come up with and how Ooh, that's cool. inventive they can be. Yeah, it's basically infinite Mario because it's just, there's still new ones that uh, people keep making for, for that game. And it's it's not even, uh, that's a Wii U game that came out years ago and people still produce content for it. Um, wow. So it's pretty fun. They should make a Switch version. I would say though, if you're going to get a new console, I would get a Switch. Like Really? Okay. Well, yeah, because like, I don't know what the point of getting a Wii U is at now. Is the only reason was because I already had one that I right. that I got that version. But uh, I've uh, I've heard that the the Switch is a fun console, and you. Um, I mean, I don't know if you know about it. you. It is a portable console. As well. I didn't know about it, but I looked it up because I thought, okay, maybe at Christmas time we'll get one. <laughs> uh, and I looked at it. And I thought I didn't look into anything else except for I saw that it did look smaller, portable, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, you you dock it. It has like a docking station, so you put it in that when you want to play it on your TV. But when you want to take it on the go, you can pull it out of that dock and just take it with you. And so they kind of are trying to bridge the gap between home console and portable. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, that makes sense because so many people are playing play games on their phones, and I think a lot of the gaming consoles were like, I think they were weren't they losing money? A lot of people weren't buying. Yeah anymore I, it's so weird to me i guess what it was was at a certain point nintendo lost the casual market to some degree because yeah before phone games you got a game boy that's what you bought and then it was the ds you bought either one of those things if you wanted to play games portably uh some people bought psps uh <laughs> engage anybody remember engage <laughs> um scott marquez probably does but that was ahead of the curve because Engage was a game phone, and that's what it ended up becoming. Like, uh, but I can't play. I try and play games on phones, and it it drives me nuts. I will play games on my tablet if they're available for that. Right. But I I don't like playing ports. I like playing games that are designed for tablets. Um, have you ever played Monument Valley? Mm-mm. It's really really interesting game. Um, that it's like. The whole game is, um, pers- it's like perspective puzzles, you know, like MC Escher, yeah. Where it's imp- there's impossible perspective in 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 a lot of those images, and so the game kind of took that and made these puzzles that you have to solve using impossible perspective. Oh wow, that's interesting. And it's 
it's really beautiful too. The art direction is is gorgeous, and it, it's not long. You can beat it in a couple in a day or two. Um, but it, I definitely recommend that if I'm talking about mobile games. Right. Um, I think that one's really well done. I'm trying to think of what the like most recent video games I've played are. I just, it's sad when you grow up, you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't want to say I outgrow games, but I I don't have as much free time. Yes, and uh, that's where I stopped playing because I thought, well, I just don't have time anymore. And then once you are out of the habit of it, then you just kind of forget about it. And when right. the Switch came out, that's when I thought it kind of clicked something inside me, like I think I need to get this thing because it sounds interesting. It it yeah, I mean, but but it is you got to prioritize what you're doing, and right. If, if you don't have that window in your life to do that, then it's funny because people our age have had to make a choice. We either move on from <laughs> games and do something with them, or we just become yes. Twitch streamers. <laughs> right. Or you just make it your job, which I don't, I didn't like, I don't want to do that either. Like, <laughs> but I probably will at some point. I'll just like break down, like, fine, yes. fine. I'm going to Twitch stream video games for a living. Are you happy now? <laughs> Um, it's yeah, my not... my neighbor works for. Now I'm going to forget the name of it. The gaming. Ah, damn it. <laughs> one anyway, of those things. One of those things. My my neighbor works for. And I thought. Well, I guess he's just that's his thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to live it. I guess. That's I, not no no shade to the people that do it. Oh no, it, it's I. But it's like if that's a thing you love doing and you're successful at it, then great. But it is just funny how like so many people kind of took that turn of like i'm gonna make gaming my job yes <laughs> i'm sorry it's like a it's there's an old far side comic that made a joke about that where it was parents looking at their kid and they were just envisioning like newspaper clippings that say wanted really great goomba stomper <laughs> or like <laughs> can you save the princess in five minutes we're ready to pay you like it was a joke. It was something funny at the time because that seemed so far-fetched. And now that's the reality. It's like we're living in the far side <laughs> where so that, that can happen. <laughs> I, my neighbor worked at, works at Blizzard. I just had to like oh, figure it oh, out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at least they work at the video game right. making company. Yes. Yeah. He works there. They have beer there. I feel like, can <laughs> I get a job, please? <laughs> I don't you don't need any more information than that. <laughs> right? He works there. They've got liquor and alcohol and Enough wine. And, uh, if it's in a, someone's basement, then even better. I think you just need to have the whole aesthetic. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, Scott has two more questions. Okay. What happened to your series of videos called Dextraneous? The first episode. <laughs> the first episode was cool. <laughs> oh my god! Someone asked about that. Uh, nothing happened other than I just got distracted by a number of other by things Zelda. at the time. <laughs> no, like because I'm glad that you thought that was funny. Thank you. Like I was gonna do more, and then at the time, uh, I think I. My friend Chris wanted to do some music videos, and I think my time just, like, got... That was... It wasn't just that. It was other things, but it was, like, at the time, I think we were uh, working on some comedy music videos together. Um, uh, Chris is a part of a, an improv group called Robot Teammate and the Accidental Party, and... Uh, 
he also occasionally will do some of his own stuff. And I started helping him write some songs. So we wrote uh, a song together called Cosplay Girl, which was really fun, which was about it was a love story taking place over the course of a couple days at a comic convention told in a song. And so we actually filmed a video for it at WonderCon that year. And like we just guerrilla style made it. And then uh, after that, I helped him with another video called uh, Hufflepuff Puff Pass, which was <laughs> what it sounds like. Right. Is, it was a rap. It was like a rap pride anthem for Hufflepuffs. <laughs> so that was also fun. But I think, yeah, at the, at the time there was that. I can't remember if I met my friend Evan and I also did a very silly series of shorts called Facts and Snacks with Dax, which was just me eating a snack and then telling you a random fact. <laughs> and we made like, I don't know, 15 of them or something. And it was just it was just for us. It wasn't for anybody, really. But I think I just got distracted and that I for the last year I've been I was pretty mired into this project as an animator and i really not until like a month or two ago had much free time i only just yesterday cleaned a stack of papers that had been sitting here (laughs) for i think four or five months they were just like i hadn't done anything to sort them but it's funny you say that because i've had like an episode two of that in my mind for like ever since I did the first one and it has just consistently been like pushed to the side. And well, it's, maybe it's, this will spark you to, <laughs> to bring that out. Scott so wants to silly. see it. It's so silly. Cause like, it's not even like the first one's that long. It's only like a couple minutes. It was just some random idea I had. And I went and I made a, I wrote a theme song. I'd like made this stupid melodica theme and I like made the template and everything. And then I only did one episode and I just walked away and didn't do any more. <laughs> um, so yeah, hope maybe I'll, I'll go back and, and start it up again. That, that was meant to be a, a weird short blog vlog series of random thoughts of mine. So thank you for looking at that, by the way. <laughs> Uh, his last question is, which shows, movies, or animes are you currently you assume, watching? You assume I like anime? Eh? <laughs> I look like that kind of guy to you? Yeah, I love anime. Um, what? So shows... Sorry, shows, what was the comprehensive uh, <laughs> list? I should have talked over you. That's <laughs> no, okay. Uh, shows, movies, or animes that you're currently watching and your favorites? No music? You don't care what I think about music? No, uh, shows... <laughs> I I hate this because it's like your your recent memory only goes back so much. So it's funny because the thing that's in my head right now is the Demon Days Gorillas Festival that I went to on Saturday. So that like is eclipsing everything else in my mind. But <laughs> before that, what is even out right now? I, I I'm 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 trying to like I have an answer for this for something I saw really recently <laughs> that I thought was that I thought was quite good. Hold on. I, I, I'm gonna give this a thought. I'm like I'm I'm okay. rambling to like buy myself time. <laughs> right, right, right. A little filibustering. So, does this? So this has to be recent. <laughs> oh no, he's just saying what you're currently watching or your favorite, uh, and or I'm not. It's so weird because like I find myself more and more watching random YouTubers uh, these mm, days than yeah. like watching TV shows or, or hopping on Netflix. So a lot of the things that I've been viewing have been just random vlogs but in that area uh, i definitely recommend stuff like uh red letter media or i've been watching a fun youtuber named pyrocynical recently 
and he has a lot of fun content. Uh, but why is this so? Because like I have fifty <laughs> answers that are like competing with each other in my head. It's it's <laughs> it's Halloween, right? It's Halloween. I'm just gonna say, okay, one of my favorite movies of all time is Nightmare Before Christmas. I think Ooh, that's I good. think it's one of the best animated movies i think it's one of the best musicals and i think it's one of the best movies period i just think it's a marvelously told story it's well animated the music gets me every time i'm actually going to a danny elfman nightmare before christmas music concert on saturday whoa okay that sounds so i'm pretty you're right that that's a great movie the music's great it's it's timeless really and i love that it's something you can watch every year. You look forward to whatever. I always watch the same movies every year <laughs> at Halloween. But you can also bring it up for Christmas. It's just like a nice... It is a very good movie. It's very... Yeah, it stands the test of time. And I, I just watched it again last night, actually. So I was just kind of reminded, like, yeah, everything I love about this still holds up from when I was younger. And uh, I I will definitely watch it throughout the rest of my life. And the younger generations like it too, because I, you know, I hear other, you know, kids talking about it or wanting to see it or liking it. And I I like that it's not just my own thing that I think is good. It's actually standing the test of time. Do kids like, I have a theory about that. Like, do kids like, is is hand-drawn animation a thing that kind of isn't as in vogue for for kids now because of the fact that CG films are so predominant? Mm. Like, I... I feel like maybe the thing with stop motion is it kind of has its cake and eats it too in that it is still a non-CG medium where it's very tactile the way it's created. But um, not to say like CG is also very intricate and requires a lot of work. But um, the stop motion is literally you physically interacting with a puppet and moving it. But it also doesn't look too far off from CG. So I'm wondering if stop motion films do better because of that. Speaking of, did you see uh, Isle of Dog? Oh, I feel like I have. No, it was the I new, haven't. It was the new Wes Anderson stop motion nope, film. I haven't. It was fine. I see, I see <laughs> movies about five years after they come out, did, if I'm lucky. Did you ever see Fantastic Mr. Fox? I did. Yeah, same team, basically. Okay, okay. I still like Fantastic Mr. Fox more for a lot of reasons, um, but Isle of Dogs was interesting and very... <laughs> The, the most beautiful garbage I've ever seen in a movie. Like, because, <laughs> oh. well, because the, a lot, the majority of the film takes place on an island of garbage. And, and so all these backgrounds are just made out of trash, but it's like really finely crafted, nice looking trash. Like it, it it's all very artistically done. So I just thought it was funny that I was I was looking at like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful cave made out of like glass bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think, yeah, like generally a lot of the movies, if I go into all time favorites, oh, I can think of some, I actually, this isn't, they aren't recent releases, but I saw them in movies recently. The, um, Studio Ghibli Fest that has been going through theaters every month or so. They've been showing different, uh, Studio Ghibli movies. So I've seen, I've seen most of the ones that they've put out. So Porco Rosso. My Neighbor Totoro, uh, The Cat Returns, Princess Mononoke. So this is answering the anime question, kind of, um, even though a lot of people don't count Ghibli. <laughs> Have you ever seen any Studio Ghibli movies? No, uh-uh. You ever seen Spirited Away? Mm-mm. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't see My Neighbor Totoro at any point in time? No. Wow. I'm going to have to look some of these things up. <laughs> you've, you've avoided 
Studio Ghibli. Yes. That's a shame. Uh, they are a, a wonderful animation studio. I, I'm trying to think of... I would say watch Spirited Away. If you okay, like that one, if you're like down with the vibe of that film, then you can look into all the other ones. Um, they're pretty much all... All of them are really good at, at the very bare minimum. Like, you aren't ever wasting your time, really. At the very least, they look really nice. But I would say, like, Spirited Away and <laughs> Cat Returns is really fun. That's kind of an odd one, though. But Princess Mononoke is kind of the go-to when people talk about epic animated films. It's just, it's basically in, it takes place in ancient Japan, where the humans are kind of feuding with the gods of the forest which is a very Shinto kind of thing. Uh, in Shintoism, there's the idea that everything has a spirit. Uh, so, you know, the trees have spirits. The the rocks have spirits. There are spirits everywhere. And so Princess, both Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke are very Shinto heavy. And in Mononoke, humans are encroaching on nature and they're kind of ruining the forest in their production of, of weapons and it's kind of about the fights between humans, the fights between them and the the monsters, the gods that live in the forest. And it's a very interesting story. It's still beautiful and groundbreaking. And if you ever have a chance to see it in a theater, I highly recommend doing so. But I'm trying to think of live action movies that recently that I... <laughs> I have, I don't... I've been disappointed in so much of, of Hollywood recently because I feel like there's just so many remakes and sequels. Yeah. It, everything is just a cop-out now. Yeah. I, 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 my heart sank when I saw the Aladdin trailer because I was just like, oh, no, please leave this one alone. <laughs> this one... <laughs> And I know people probably disagree about that, but I, to me, it's almost an insult to those movies because it's like saying I agree. It's like saying they weren't good enough. It's like they're perfectly good enough. You don't need to remake them. Did people actually like the Beauty and the Beast remake? I didn't even. I didn't see that. I don't know if it was good or it, see. You didn't see it. <laughs> no, I, I, I always see. It does seem funny. I don't know if have we run out of ideas. I don't think that's it. I think it's. It's like they want to say they're paying an homage, but they're really not. You're right. They're just redoing it as if the original wasn't good enough. And it's just it's, seems it's brand recognition. Cheap. That's the reason they're yes. doing it is because yes. it's a recognizable it's name. It's all about money. Yep. Totally. And that's what we, although I'm very, I'm being cautiously optimistic about the Pinocchio movie that was just given to Guillermo del Toro. I'm like, okay, you could do something really cool with this. Like you in particular, knowing your body of work, I can see something really awesome coming out of this. Don't let this be a Tim Burton directing Alice in Wonderland situation where there's promise to the idea, but the end product is kind of a nightmare before Christmas. The... (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. uh, but, But yeah, like... I'm I'm kind of interested because I think he's one of the better filmmakers that's still producing movies and kind of the popular eye. And uh, I'm curious to see what he'll do with it. But I, yeah, this is going to be one of those things where later I'm going to think up so many answers. A hundred things. Well, this is what you need to do because you're sending me this file. You can always later just record <laughs> some answers and just send it to me and I'll just put it well, in there. Well, I like, I like. <laughs> I like Trigun. I like Cowboy Bebop. I like Monty Python's Flying Circus. I'm just looking at my shelf now, trying to see. 
Um, <laughs> reading your catalog reading. of movies. <laughs> yeah, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, Life of Brian. <laughs> what do I have up here? Matrix, get out of here. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm looking... Okay, I'm going to look... <laughs> this may be an odd answer. Uh, Rashomon is one of my favorite all-time movies, which is uh, an Akira Kurosawa film. And it's... That's an old black and white movie. It's kind of the first and best version of this idea where a crime happens and there's like five or so different accounts that people give of the same crime and they they all tell their version of what happened. So there's a a rape that happens in a forest and where a bandit uh, rapes a nobleman's uh, wife and you hear the bandit side of the story, you hear the wife's side of the story, the nobleman kills themselves. So you hear his side of the story through a medium who is channeling his spirit in court. It's great. And then uh, you hear like supposed eyewitness account from someone who is watching it. So it's it's a very interesting film because it's kind of about the idea that memory is faulty and we all change our opinions based on or we all change our stories kind of based on our own uh, subjectivity and opinions. That sounds really interesting. I'm, I'm, I wrote that down. I'm interested in that. <laughs> a lot of people. I like those. I like different points of view all in one movie. I really like that a lot. A lot of people recommend Seven Samurai when they talk about Kurosawa, but I I I like Rashomon more, and I also think Hidden Fortress is really lovely. If you're if you're a Star Wars fan in any capacity, I feel like you have to watch Hidden Fortress at some point because you watch it and you're like, oh. <laughs> This is where <laughs> it's like there's so many moments of that in that movie where it's ah, it even opens. And th- this is they've admitted that this like Lucas said, this is what he he based certain things on. Like he the it even opens on two characters who aren't really the main characters who kind of stumble into the narrative. And they're basically the C-3PO and R2-D2 or rather the inverse is true. And uh, and also that's the reason George Lucas has the wipes in his movies the the like the you know what i'm talking about where it's like the yeah. wipe transitions the the reason he has these feathered wipe transitions is because that's something kurosawa does huh. did in a lot of his films so it was an homage that he purposely put there anyway yeah rashomon hidden fortress are wonderful oh uh another like one of my all-time favorite movies is amelie oh i like that movie um, that's a good one that's i it's just if you're gonna make me watch like a kind of feel-good movie uh, th- that is also sort of sad. The reason I like Amelie is because I'm... I don't know if I... Uh, can't say that I have OCD or something like that because ne- I don't have a diagnosis. But I definitely am someone who fixates on smaller things or minutia. And that's one of the only films I've ever seen that really is about minutia. Like, the whole movie is about small things and, like, weird little idiosyncrasies am i using that word correctly like idiosyncrasies that people have where it's like oh i like sticking my hand in into a bag of of grain because i like the way that feels you know it's or or silly things like someone likes uh using a hole puncher so they accidentally like punch too many holes in paper like there's so many things if you look at that film where it brings up quirks or, or strange oddities about human beings and i i love that i love that they successfully made a film that that is about that i need to revisit that it's been a long time since i've seen that movie it's still it's beautiful there's like a hey you could you could nitpick a few things and there's like a couple visual effects that are slightly dated but overall it's it's yeah it's really charming still I, th- I think it, it holds up pretty 
pretty darn tootin' well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't. I can't think of. It's funny because all the stuff I'm talking about is just older things. Right. I don't know. But that's okay because I think you know there's a lot of things people haven't seen and and you'll turn them on to new things. So you never know. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I with uh, to avoid the risk of going on for an eternity, I should probably cut myself off there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully well, that that's a good amount of stuff. <laughs> I have one more question. It's just my own question. I think, but it's also a question that a lot of people probably have. Is and I'm bringing it back to Allison, and then this will be our, this will be our <laughs> last question. I know. <laughs> Who? Uh, what are we here for? Again? I can't remember. So what? far, can we talk about some movies? Why am I here? <laughs> you're, I'm sure your listeners are just like, why are we? Like, why are we listening to to this conversation that's just so far away from the content we're expecting? Oh, because it's interesting. And you know what? If you ever listen to any of these shows, it's a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to uh, check just it out. It's a lot of everything. See, this is what's you know? funny. I've, I've now I've been on that, and now I've been on this, and I've not listened <laughs> to either of these, so I I yes. feel very bad. <laughs> but it's I, funny because I almost thought, okay, I'll have you listen to both of her. What we do is each week we, she has two episodes that come out a week. We listen to both of them. I take notes, and then we'll have different fans come on and talk about it, and we just talk about the shows. Basically, my co-host Raphael and I will have other people come on. Well, and lately it's just been he and I because just because of scheduling issues. But I thought how fun it would be to have you listen to both shows and then be, be a real meta experience <laughs> to have you. But I, really, I just wanted to get to know you more. And I and I think a lot of people just had questions about you and about your experience. And, and like I was saying, I people did have questions. They were curious and they did want to get to know you. So I think you, you uh, delivered in that respect. <laughs> Who is this new stranger that's appeared on the... Who oh, yeah, the I, I F is it. this guy? Why is... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Why is he there? Where does he come from? <laughs> Who is he going to vote for this November election? <laughs> no, I. Uh, no, I. Well, I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll start that out. I was gonna say I'll start the show with that, but uh, well, maybe I still will because well, we'll see. Okay, so my question is this: at the end of the show, Allison says goodnight. She stopped the recording, and then the theme song started. <laughs> She, we could all see her say, oh, shoot. And she was looking at Jeff saying, oh, shoot about something. I wonder if you're allowed to share this. <laughs> no, no, no. She just accidentally, she accidentally stopped the recording before she was meant to. Because the uh, I think the theme song hadn't <laughs> finished. So she accidentally like cut it off. Well, I, Which, <laughs> did it sound fine at the end of the episode? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes. So he went in and fixed it. But it was just funny because I think that's all That's all it was, was she had hit stop okay. before before she was supposed to wait for it to be done and then and then hit stop recording. So that's all. Um, I like that. What's cool is not, I mean, she has t- many, many listeners and not a lot of people got to see this happen. So to see this is kind of like a nice little slice of life. But it was also awesome to be able to ask you exactly what happened because to see her face and just being so, you know, and then at the very, very end, you can hear her say, sorry, Jeff, but that's just during the live stream. But then during the rec- <laughs> at the recording, everything's edited perfectly. So it's kind of fun, you know, to see behind the, uh, behind the curtain. <laughs> well, no, I... It it is kind of funny. I I did think it was funny that like on the live stream you could see the stuff. Like, is it in the podcast that we had to go get the lazy Susan? No. Yeah, no. yeah. So, so the lazy Susan's so, so, not in there. Uh, the beginning. <laughs> well, the beginning. How we couldn't hear the theme song at first. That they she left some of that in, 
but then not you know obviously they edited out not too much of it the problem but uh <laughs> yeah but the lazy susan part didn't make it in there i don't think so and then there were a couple of other things i thought oh okay it's it's kind of fun to watch it and then listen after and see what is different <laughs> for the sake of of just yeah i mean that's that's how and to anybody out there who maybe makes things themselves or or i don't know be videos or podcasts or whatever it there the smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors there's always some level of you having to go back and fix something or like cover a mistake people do it all the time uh and usually your job with the end product is to make it seem like (laughs) <laughs> nothing ever <Seamless>. happened <laughs> yes um oh I've, ch- I've changed history every week <laughs> sometimes if i don't land a joke i'm like yeah i'll just go ahead and erase that I'll out or if i say something a little off remove. color i'm like um the- maybe i'll just erase that from anybody's memory <laughs> I, I there there are a few times i've listened back to if i'm a guest on something and i'll kind of go uh yeah, maybe i should have that didn't work and it's like if i had been the editor i would have sat yes, and kind of yes. like taken that out but that's the danger when you're oh god i was on i was yeah like on a recent podcast i said like a couple things that uh, later i was like oh wait that's inaccurate and it drove me nuts because i couldn't oh i hate because i couldn't go it's like this isn't my podcast i can't go in and be like actually yes. the reason that like <laughs> I, so there's always that little fear when you're kind of doing something for someone else or um i had a. Uh, I've name dropped her like three times already, but I've been helping Annalise with a song and she was doing a music video for it that she's trying to release soon. And uh, so I I did like some camera extra work for a part of her video. And I just had a thought or after the video, I'm like, man, I hope they pick the right take. It's like when you if you're putting yourself in front of a camera and you're acting, it's got to be so terrifying because... Your hands are in, like, your hands. You're in the hands, your hands as well. You are in the hands of the person who's controlling that footage. So it's like, you have to hope that the the director and the editor don't pick the bad take. And I think that's really scary sometimes. It's like, uh, some of those weren't good. Um, But anyway, yeah, it, it is fun when you kind of see behind the scenes of anybody sort of figuring something out i think because it's like oh, okay that's how the sausage gets made um <laughs> but uh but that was I, I thought that was funny that y- your stream was like looking at us like what are you what are you doing like do you know do you have any idea <laughs> like like what, what's going on like so because in a in a ideal situation it wouldn't have been me turning a laptop around i would have I, there would be like cameras pointing at right. both people and you would like a b it or something but maybe it's more fun that way that you see people kind of like oh, i got let's <laughs> put it on this swiveling device and um <laughs> That will that will make it work. Um, it did feel like you're sitting at the table, which was kind of cool. I mean, I, I know a lot of people wish that they could be the one sitting at the table, so it was very <laughs> cool POV. That was fun. That was. I mean, I don't have the like. I, I again, I feel bad because I don't have like the fan perspective necessarily. It to me, it was more just oh, these these people are fun. Like, and that was my reaction. <laughs> where you're saying there's probably people who are like, I would have liked to have sat at that table. Hey, well, I mean, is she going to trust one of uh, one of us creepy fans to be in her house or someone that's maybe not a fanatic? I wonder, 
That is like an odd thing about nowadays where I think celebrities have had to kind of public figures have had to figure out how to maneuver this because you're closer than you've ever been to the people who yes. are fans of what you do. So true. And so accessible. And it's like I've I've thought about this a lot because it it in some ways it's kind of sad because like a lot of public figures you're kind of asking for a one way mirror where it's like you you want to be successful and you want a lot of people to follow you and it's it's not feasible for you to kind of interact or follow back like thousands and thousands of people who however many people might be your fans and I think it's kind of a conundrum because it's like but you want to you want to interact with people who like the things you do and I'm not I'm not famous by any stretch but like i have a few fans and uh, i i always do want to kind of like connect or see what they're doing but i think i think there is like a certain point where you you feel a bit overwhelmed by the number of connections you're trying to hold on to because i think the human brain can only keep track of i don't know like what 200 people or something I think actually on allison's show last week i think they said something about 150 or something i thought hmm okay yeah like or true friendships that you can have with 150 people and even but. that's a lot like that that seems extensive <laughs> but i mean that's kind of like you can remember all of them right and, right right but imagine someone who has like four or five million followers or something online and there's no way no that they can not ever re- realistically fully engage with the audience that they have and i think it's an interesting because you don't ever want to make someone sad i don't like right and i think it's easy to feel sad if you like say you reach out to somebody or you want to show how much of a fan you are it's like will senpai notice me um it's like they don't <laughs> they, they might not actually see you and that or like notice that you're being a big fan but i think there's like this want to be noticed and I don't know what the answer is because I I understand those perspectives. But I think, you know, if if you're I guess like the thing to understand is that if you are a fan of somebody, then it's great to show that you're a fan, but like don't be offended if they've never responded to you or they don't reach out to you cuz there's just so many people. And um right. but but from the other side, it's also I think you have to be nice and you have to be courteous. Because all it takes is one, you know, all it takes is you being a jerk to one person. To one, like, you've been a jerk to that person. But two, it it also, you know, that can be really bad. And that can make, you know, that could make you seem bad in the eyes of many. So I think it's it's important to also be kind. I don't know. I forget what the starting point of this was, but... Um, <laughs> well, I think that's a good message. And I think that's a good place to end it because I think... You said it perfectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for being on. I, you know, if you do ever end up going back and listening to her show and <laughs> want to come back on here, you're welcome now. anytime because uh, it's a great group of people and it's a fun way to spend some time listening to a podcast. I mean, it's 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 a fun one. No, and I want to check this out, too. So, uh, the, again, it's fun to keep becoming more involved in the podcast world and yes and i agree listening to all of you interesting folks oh that's so nice uh well i guess i should wait until after you listen no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um why don't you plug anything that you want to plug i guess i'll just plug my handle right now if if you like you can uh follow me at dak schaefer d-a-x-s-c-h-a-f-f-e-r on instagram and twitter i'm trying to 
I'm trying to be more active on both. I I still am not great at Twitter, but I'm still like trying to trying to figure out because I have this kind of impulse to not want. Like we were talking earlier, it's like I don't want to share every right. bean and cheese burrito, <laughs> but I want I do want to be a little more involved and active than I've been, um, and I do want to post more art. So if you if you want to consistently see drawings or artwork, then my Instagram's a good place to go to to kind of like scroll through that stuff so yeah i nothing particularly at the moment go check out my 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 friend annalise nelson's music uh she also has done stuff under the moniker anabot um and she's going to be releasing a halloween video for a song that i i helped her with i played ukulele and did some harmonies on it and i said i said i was an extra in her video uh so go watch that whenever that drops probably in but before the 31st i'm imagining <laughs> okay but yeah uh that's that's all i got uh what would you like to plug <laughs> lisa <laughs> yeah, i don't need people know where to find me fuck it no i'm just kidding <laughs> should we should we we plug allison's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if someone listened to this first before listening to her show right that would they, be funny unfamiliar with <laughs> there's only one person that i know that did that and that was one of my friends because she was supporting me by listening and she thought okay now i need to listen to the show so i know what the fuck you're talking about that's uh, for her yep tell tell her now to listen <laughs> Brittany. uh listen to allison's show a-r-i-y-m-b-f <laughs> all right well th- thank you so much it was really great getting to know you and i hope that we get to talk again oh sure anytime it was wonderful talking to you awesome and, uh y'all you seem like a, a, a lovely human being. Oh, thank so. you. You as well. <laughs> Where do I hit stop? Brenda. Brenda needs to consolidate her loans, but she doesn't know how because she's dumb.